All right, good afternoon, everyone. This is the CSRN podcast live with U.S. Senate candidate Morgan Harper. I know you usually see us on Tuesday with Julian, Ruth, Jody, and everyone else, but today we're doing something a little bit special. But you know what? I want to just get right into it. Who are you? <laughs> um, and and why U.S. Senate? And right. why now? Yeah. So my name is Morgan Harper. I am from Columbus. A lot of how I find myself in politics at all is just some early life experiences I had there. I was you know, born at Ohio State, given up for adoption. I lived in a foster home as, a, as an infant and then was raised on the east side of the city by my mom. And, and like a lot of us, I mean, we had some early life experiences that just woke me up to the fact that we're vulnerable and life can change overnight. And we need to have systems in place that protect us and put us in a position to be able to live out our potential. So that's been the mission of my life. It's taken me a lot of places. It took me all the way to Washington after becoming a lawyer. And, and that's where, you know, I was working after the financial crisis and seeing as I was at an agency that was going after big banks. Wow. We had a lot of politicians that were taking money from big banks and trying to stall progress. We don't have a policy problem. We have a politician problem. And that's wow. only going to change with more people that have that community experience getting into power to represent us effectively. Now, um, we just came from our beauty shop, barbershop tour. Love the tour. What was um, what was that like? And, and big shout out to Studio 329. Big shout out to Mr. Impeccable, uh, Steve Sporting Cut, uh, H&Ds, Foster's, all of those shops. We that, covered a lot of ground. Right. All of those <laughs> shops. And, and, and a big shout out to um, Julian Matt, who helped organize all of this and, and then at the last minute said, I can't come. All right. Well, we're getting back for that. But <laughs> but big shout out to him and everybody. What was your thought about meeting all of the people and hearing all of those questions? Yeah. Well, one, you know, thank you for having me both for podcasts and the tour and shout out to Julian who's going to join us to put, for putting that together. And then all of our hosts, I would say, uh, well, one, you know, why we like to do these types of tours is I want to connect with as many real people as possible, small business owners included, to hear what's going on. Because otherwise, how do I know what my agenda is to be? I, I want it That's informed true. by the real experience. And you know, topics that we were hearing from people, in addition to support for small business owners, which you know, a lot of whom have been hit hard by the pandemic and all the economic uncertainty, is a lot of concern about violence. Right. And this is something I'm hearing from people all over Ohio, but including here in Toledo. How are we going to do something about violence and a lot of our kids' lives being lost? Now, I wanted to bring in Julian. Julian serves as our spokesperson for CSRN, and CSRN was formed uh, seven years ago. Let's see what's happening with that. Let's bring him on in. All right, CSRN was formed seven years ago. Um, myself, Mike Leonardi, uh, Jabril Bay, mm -hmm. two unique individuals that were neither politically inclined or religiously inclined, and they had this idea that regular rank and file people can organize and speak truth to power. Mm -hmm. So they put this thing together called Community Solidarity Day. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a protest. We came back to plan the next steps, and we've been meeting ever since. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. We met Julian that way. We met so many uh, activists who would traditionally be uh, not invited. Mm -hmm. you know, to the table. So we're unbought, we're unbossed. Uh, everything that we do is ours, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Julian, we proud to have him 
Um, he is dedicated. Uh, there's not a microphone that he won't get in front of, uh, get in behind. There's not a camera that he wouldn't get, get in front of. And, um, is that a compliment? It, it is because it, look today, so many of us are afraid to speak out. No, true. Yeah. Because what they call backlash, mm -hmm. opposition, blowback, and to have him as a spokesperson that would take our most radical ideas and articulate it to everyone, so. He's the one that they will be upset with first, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we need somebody out there. Yeah. All right. And, and that's the person. So welcome, Julian. All right. Welcome. Welcome. I'm Glad to be here. Right. Um, I, I just want to say that this, this idea of uh, like a barbershop beauty shop tour, I, I grew up watching political campaigns a lot. I was like a little baby at the Jesse Jackson for president rally. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and it was, you know, we went to, to, you all visited um, several barber shops that were an integral part of my youth, right? Foster's, I remember waiting there for hours for a cut <laughs> um, when I was, you know, in my preteen years. And Steve's is a shop that I go to all the time whenever I need centered or whenever I need, um, whenever I just need to be in touch with our with community, right? And people like me, and so. You know, being a, um, how I got involved in this space in the first place is, you know, I was already had like a political background and I started to see this disconnect between um, the things that I was voting for and what was actually affecting my actual everyday life. And so since I've been an activist, I have been trying diligently to get several candidates um, to do a barbershop and beauty shop tour because uh, to me, that's where um, that's where we hear the real issues that impact our everyday lives. And, you know, I knew that we needed to bridge this gap between um, the policy that people actually vote for and what people talk about in the barbershop. And I, and I thought it would be a great idea for a candidate to be that bridge, you know? And so I thank you for uh, having the courage to not just step in one barbershop, but several today um, and have those real unscripted conversations with real people. Um, the, the, that's, that's really what Toledo is like, right? Those are what really Toledoans are. And I want to know, uh, first off, um, what was your impression of real Toledoans and, and what stood out and what is something that you plan on taking with you that maybe you you had or hadn't thought about before uh, on this campaign trip? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, one, I love real Toledo. So I look forward to continuing to come back and meet more people. And I would say, um, and you know, maybe not a, a huge surprise, but just the level of sophistication about what issues face us as a community. And we're in this period that I'm interested in your all thoughts, but it's kind of ironic that a lot of our leaders are clueless and a lot of people on the ground are the most aware of what's happening and have a sense of what is and isn't working. And so uh, that that played out, you know, in the conversations that we we're having. Some of the, the other themes that came up, you know, people really challenging me about how I'm going to be different, right. how I'm not going to sell out how I'm going to 
uh, overcome the disillusionment that people feel. Mm. And those are the core questions, not just for me as a candidate for United States Senate, but for all of us as a community. If we have people that don't feel like engaging does anything, or if we have people that are facing so much a level of trauma and mental health issues that they can't even think about a community beyond themselves, what is our game plan? And that's the whole reason we didn't even get to the, you know, in the introduction of why I'm running. That's why I'm running. We can't have another 20 to 30 years right. that look like the past 20 to 30. We need to have a new style of leadership that is connected and that more than anything cares and that has ability to connect with people and then take that into those policy fights. So that was really, you know, it, exciting in a way that people felt comfortable enough opening up to me to share what those views are and then comfortable enough to challenge me, right? Right. To demand <laughs> accountability on the spot. That's what I know is like, okay, that's an empowered voter and we can work with that. You know, yeah, I, th I think well, there's a overwhelming, um, it's like overwhelming, right? People are scared that their one vote could actually mean something, right? And, and uh, that's where apathy comes in. Um, I guess, why should we trust you? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's a, That's... it is a core question. And, you know, and I'll say, I mean, I, I made this leap into politics. This is my second time running for office. I ran for Congress last cycle in Columbus. Uh, and I did that because I wasn't satisfied. Like you're saying, Julian, I wasn't satisfied with what our options were anymore. Mm -hmm. At best, I was feeling like after my time in Washington, observing people at best, we have a lot of people that have no clue what's going on. And at worst, we have a lot of people that do right. not care or are complicit in everything about this system wow. that isn't working for us. And so once you know that, yeah. I couldn't just sit back, you know, it's like, I got to do something about that because I've had the privilege of figuring this system out. And so that's the first thing I would say is I've already been in the belly of the beast. I'm not trying to rise some mm. ladder to get to Washington. Mm. I've been in Washington, done the diagnosis and realized this is what it's going to wow. take to actually make that place work for us. And then also, I'm not taking corporate money. That is something that distinguishes me from my opponent in this race for the Democratic primary and from a lot of sitting members of the United States Senate. And it is the first step to getting any sort of true representative democracy because we don't have that anymore. We have an institution of government that has been bought and sold to large corporations over our entire adult lives and now has their interests at heart, not the interests of regular people. And then the third thing I would say is I'm self-imposing term limits, two terms in the United States Senate. And then I should have something to show for that time. And I should be prepared to pass the baton to someone wow. else. And some people push back on that. They're like, well, what if we really like you and you're really good? It's like, okay, you can really like me and I'll be really good in some other capacity or supporting somebody else to be a Senator. But we need to start rebuilding trust in government to show people that we can have politicians that are about anything but just themselves. Mm. Thank you. All right. Uh, you know what? I went to, um, we try to do our research and our due diligence, and we, we went to uh, morganharper.org, and we clicked on your issues. Um, and it appears that your top three issues are education, healthcare, and childcare. Uh, why are those issues so important to you because we heard that in the barbershops also. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a young man that uh, worked in the barbershop by day, 
worked at Kroger's by night, mm -hmm. um, has a child with a disability, and he was concerned about, you know, child care. Mm -hmm. He was concerned about health care. Uh, people are concerned about education for our youth to go to the best schools. Mm -hmm. um, why are you so passionate about those those yeah. three? You have a, a, a lot of other issues right. that I would love to get to, yeah. but we only have a short amount yeah. of time yeah. here. Mm -hmm. um, healthcare, childcare, education, yeah. I'm with that. Yeah. Why are those so important to you? Yeah, well, you know, overall, I'm trying to get us Uh, bear with us. We will be back in just a moment. We're having some technical issues um, with the internet. And I think we are coming back right now. Uh, we are live with United States Senate candidate Morgan Harper, uh, who's visited Toledo today and is fresh off of a barbershop beauty shop tour um, where she was able to uh, engage and listen um, with local people here in the Toledo community. And so um, what we're doing is discussing how that visit went, uh, as well as discussing uh, the platform. Please hang tight um, as we will be right back in discussing uh, with Morgan Harper, who's candidate for United States Senate, uh, Democrat. And we are discussing the Barbershop Beauty Shop Tour that happened just today here in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, Morgan Harper has been, uh, is an organizer all right, one may ask, why is CSRN um, doing this today, right? When we stay pretty, when we stay sometimes on the, um, we don't endorse any candidates. Well, Morgan Harper is an organizer, right? Just like us um, in Columbus. And so we wanted to um, see how she, see how she worked, right? And engage with her directly. And so it has been um, an honor and privilege to see the real-time engagement that she's had with members uh, of our community, um, people in our community that need to be heard, right? Uh, one thing that was already discussed was the, you know, how people at the top of our leadership chain often aren't aware of the issues that are going on, um, but people uh, on the grassroots level are well aware and the sophistication that everybody has on a grassroots level is what's needed and um, those solutions and understanding of the problems um, that exist um, really are making um, 
are making their way. It's important to have leaders like Morgan um, that can amplify uh, those problems and amplify the solutions through the power chain um, of democracy that is that exists in this country. You know, and so that's what was so important about today. That's what was so important about um, having those conversations on that level uh, so that, you know, without that type of communication um, and without that type of engagement, right? It's tough to know that our leaders are real, right? Or people, you know, there was, there's something about being in the barbershop and the beauty shop that um, authenticity uh, can't really be faked, right? And um, so I really appreciate Morgan for uh, being there today. And we're still, bear with us as we're still trying to work out some of the tech issues. As we're live, um, this is live and this is live for real. <laughs> so bear with us <clears throat> as we were having some technical issues, you know, but, um, 